podcast is out. The age of independence is here, where the next generation of high-performing agencies transform the agency landscape. I'm a mom, a businesswoman, and mega startup coach. This podcast is all about you, the agency owner, stepping into the new wave of opportunity, knocking out the competition in the modern market. This is the Age of Independence Podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin Agar. Welcome to the show. Hi, agents, and welcome back to the show. This is Caitlin Agar, your host, and Today on Age of Independence, we have a uh, a guest I'm just really super excited to introduce you to because today we're going to talk with Ryan Frank, and he is embarking on the journey of opening his very first insurance agency. And the catch is, Ryan, till now, has no insurance experience. And so um, this is going to be not just a new um, agency for Ryan, but a completely new jump into an entirely different career, big career move for Ryan. And um, we're going to be able to hear a little bit about the YouTube series that he has out documenting every step of the experience along the way to becoming Mr. Insurance. And so really looking forward to picking his brain on people, processes, and what's made his businesses in the past so successful and given him the courage to take on the challenge of opening up an insurance agency for the very first time. Hey friends, welcome to Becoming Mr. Insurance. My journey as a pastor, publisher, entrepreneur, and aspiring insurance agency owner. I'm Ryan Frank, and thanks for tuning in to the very first episode of Becoming Mr. Insurance. Hi, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Caitlin. I'm pumped. I've got a ton of respect for you, and I love the podcast. So thanks for having me on. Oh, thank you so much. And you know what? This podcast... um, is really designed to help people in their insurance journeys, you know, whatever stage of that journey they're on, whether they, I mean, we've talked to people that have been in insurance for 20 years, but they're really working on growing and scaling their agencies right now, trying out new things, as well as people from your perspective that are to insurance or, you know, new to the, the independent insurance industry. So I have to say, Right out of the gates. I think you're you're doing it right, Ryan, because you're you're starting off in the independent world. Uh, and so you'll you'll just have um, so many options available to you. Really, the sky is the limit. Yeah, well, thank you. And thank you for being such a great coach. Again, I have a, just a ton of respect for you and Justin. I remember the first time I met um, all right, I was working with Justin's dad like 11, 12 years ago and went over to their house for dinner and he he told me about his son and daughter Caitlin that were living in their basement and I'm like what living in your basement and they were like yeah because they're putting every nickel that they have into this new insurance company and so he I had the opportunity to work with Jack for several years and I loved getting like the almost seemed like minute by minute updates on how you guys were just killing it in insurance and hustling so hard and growing and yeah, I'm excited to be kind of working with you now in this context of quantum and the insurance world. And you guys are great, great coaches, great, 
very inspirational leaders. <laughs> Thank you. Well, we've had a, a long way to come over the past 10 years. And yep. we we have an episode. I, I, I don't know if you've caught this one yet, Ryan, but it's called mm-hmm. Agency That Should Have Failed. And, and you're right. We um, were newlyweds when we opened our yeah. first insurance agency in Illinois. It was a scratch agency. And yeah. we have that in common. We had no insurance experience at the time at all. So that's something that you have in common with Justin and myself. And we really did put every nickel into the agency. You did, yeah. So grateful that we did it. Um, for us, it was before we had kids. So we were really able to go all in. And oh my gosh, we just learned so much along the way. And thanks for all the, you know, the positive feedback. Um, we're, we're really just anxious to pass along those lessons and things we learned along the way to, you know, yep. like yourself that are really diving into the opportunity for the very first time. Insurance for me was so life-changing. And so that's just what I wish for everyone else is there you go. success in the career, being able to make a difference. And um, it really can be the career that a lot of families have been looking for, praying for, and just didn't know was on the horizon. So, um, so tell us where you're joining us from today, Ryan, because you kind of have your hands full, right? Oh, I do. So I'm out here at church camp. So every year for like 18 years now, every summer, my family and I've come out to this church camp in East Troy, Wisconsin, where I, I started speaking here to the kids that come to camp, but back before we had our first and they've invited me back every summer. It's turned into a great tradition for our family. It's really like a quint- quintessential, is that the word? Kind of a camp. Yes. <laughs> Horses and a lake and all these, all this property. And it's really cool. So, yeah, I am here in a T-shirt at the camp office. I've had the opportunity to speak to kids all week. And it's been a great time. Have you ran out of sunscreen yet? Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> but I'm telling you what we're using it because the sun is shining. It's warm. And it's not your first rodeo, so it's not. That's it. Yeah, I I hope you guys have an amazing week. That's bringing flashbacks of when I went to church camp as a kid, and there was always. I mean, you just it was an adventure. Let's put it that way. So yeah. I respect yeah. camp counselors. Oh, and big time. So have you? Um, you have a background in ministry, Ryan. So tell us a little bit about that side of your life because. Um, you're, you've really been working a lot in kids ministry, and um, you were also a, a pastor as well. Yeah, totally. So um, I really felt the calling to ministry when I was a teenager and went to school, went to college to be to go into the ministry, went to seminary, got my master's degree in the Bible, um, wanting to, to be in ministry. And for 15 years, I served on staff at a church, a wonderful church where I grew up at as the children's pastor. So working with the kids and families in the church. Um, but, you know, God always, I always seem to be kind of wired where I loved pastoring people. I loved ministry to people, but I also had this entrepreneurial spirit in me. So mm-hmm. uh, during my 10 years of pastor, I began publishing the curriculum we were using at our church. And we started training other kid men, children's ministry leaders started printing a magazine, printing books, and really trying to serve those that are working with kids and families in the church. And God just really blessed those efforts. Um, so I'm no longer on staff at that church anymore, although we still go there and we're still really involved. But um, yes, a lot of background, both in a local church and leading a parachurch ministry, you might call it a a nonprofit that serves 
um, a lot of churches in like over a hundred different denominations, but primarily those that are working with kids and families in the church. Wow. So you, and as the CEO of Kids Matter, I mean, you have really accomplished something that's scalable and reaching so many different people. So I definitely want to pick your brain on that. And agents later on the episode, we'll, we'll ask Ryan a little bit more about why he decided to get into insurance and how that came along his path. But I think to really understand um, Ryan's leadership style, that um, we should start with some of that, that background history. Mm -hmm. So Ryan, can you tell us a little bit more about Kids Matter? Because um, what you've created there is has really turned into something pretty big. Yeah, definitely. It's been neat to see God's blessing on it. If you look up online, make sure to put a Z in there, K-I-D-Z, um, kidsmatterwithaz.com. We started publishing curriculum in a magazine like 15 years ago. We're still printing this magazine. Um, our print magazine is still doing very well. Um, it's even uh, picking up. So I, I don't know. I things seem to be going more and more digital, but our magazine still seems to do well. So that's kind of been our, our hallmark product is our magazine that we, that we publish. But we also have a, a pretty large online store. So if you work with kids in the church, um, we have downloadable curriculum and worship videos and countdown timers and printables and leadership resources and all kinds of stuff to help you recruit, retain volunteers, and to make the Bible exciting with kids. We also have an online school, Caitlin, that I know I've talked to you about a little bit. Yeah, that's so neat. Uh, yeah, that has really um, turned into a, a pretty significant part of our ministry. It's called Kidmen Academy. So Kidmen is the the hashtag for kids ministry. So a lot of our a lot of our products and our resources have the word Kidmen. In them, but Kidman Academy, it's a 12-month school for either current children's ministry leaders or aspiring children's ministry leaders. It's entirely online. At the end of 12 months, you earn a diploma in children's ministry, and we've given away nearly 4,000 diplomas in wow. five years. Uh, we have a whole curriculum that we publish around it and a faculty of influencers and thought leaders in the children's ministry space. And we couldn't do all of this without a great team. God really has over the last, um, Kids Matter has been around about 20 years now, which seems kind of crazy, but he's given us wow. a, a great team. And yeah, because I think because Caitlin, the ministry continues to grow because we have such a great team. Um, I have a little margin to focus on some things like what we're going to talk about later on, <laughs> and that is insurance. But yes. yeah, it's been great. I'm, I think I can, I think we're going to be able to bring a lot of what we've learned in working with pastors and church leaders uh, into the insurance space. So what's the the mission and the purpose behind Kidman Academy that, that drives, that's the driving force behind all of those different parts and pieces? Totally. At, at the end of the day, we want to train and equip people that are working with kids in the church. So we understand it's a really important job. Um, in fact, a majority, I, I don't know what, um, you know, the faith, what faith all of your leaders have, but, you know, for, for, for those of us that are, are Christians, we understand that a majority of people come, that come to Christ make that decision as a child, that your worldview is pretty much established by your 13th or 14th birthday. I think we all understand 
um, the importance of, of teaching kids, of equipping kids, and how significant this is. And those that work with kids, um, they're often under-resourced. Yes. They, you know, they get discouraged easily. They're, they're back in the back with the kids all the time. So we just try to encourage them, remind them that what they're doing is important, get super practical tools and training in their hands mm-hmm. um, to better equip them to do what God's called them to do. Yes. And one of the things that it was really fun to connect with you on was pulling up the Kidman Academy online and looking at this amazing um, academy that you've created with courses and facilitators and influencers, guest speakers, content, job aids. And it's really a comprehensive program that really walks them through so many of the things they need to know. How long does it take to finish the curriculum? That's yeah, a 12 month program. Yep. Okay. We just, we just launched a second year program for graduates want to do more, but it's a 12 month program. And this was interesting to me because over the past year, year and a half, I've really been um, working hard on our um, learning management system at Quantum Quantum University. And there's so much planning that goes into how you create content in a way that's sustainable and scalable, but still effective. And so that people are able to embrace those new skills. And, and um, I love the way that you brought in guest speakers to mm-hmm. um, really create that connection and to deliver some of those messages live. So can you talk to us just a little bit about how important it was? Well, I imagine that just looking at the way it is today Mm -hmm. looks like a well-oiled machine that just runs smoothly. I know you have enrollments all the time and that you're not the person that's making this 12 month program um, win or lose, like it, like you mentioned, it's a team. So yeah. wh- what role did automation and delegation play in being able to get it from not just a magazine, but to like a full 12 month program for people that work with kids and something that people are still just enrolling for. Totally. So it, it yeah, it does sometimes feel like at least from the outside, a well-oiled machine. And I think it is a well-oiled machine. I'm, I'm gone for a week and I'm at a place where there's like hardly any Wi-Fi. I'm lucky to be able to connect with you and things are going, <laughs> things are, things are running and they're running smooth. I think what keeps them running a few things, we try to stay really close to our customers, which are these pastors that we serve. Um, I'm a big fan that you know, you've got to really understand the people that you're serving. What are their pain points? Mm-hmm. Um, everybody runs away from pleasure, runs away from pain, runs toward pleasure. So identifying what are the pain points that this community is running away from and what are the things that really bring them pleasure? Like what are the things that really bring them satisfaction and fulfillment in their life? As we understand those things, try to speak into those on a regular basis, try to build community. But then we also have, so we try to stay as close to our as possible really on a daily basis. Um, we, through email, through, we have a, a really vibrant Facebook group, like 26,000 pastors, super gay Facebook group. So we're really trying to uh, stay connected to these people that we're serving. Um, and then, but we have automated a lot of, a lot of the business. So we do use Infusionsoft, which is Keep Now, and we um, do a lot with text messaging and email marketing and when we discover new people in children's ministry or new people discover us we're taking them through campaigns to let them know who we are and how we can serve them that's awesome and yeah then i'm a big believer in finding good people 
empowering them and letting them go. And so we've got a great team of people that are really empowered that I don't, I don't all micromanage. I touch base with them, but I give them the freedom to go create. I encourage them to fail and let's learn from that failure and let's move on. And the more I empower my team, um, the more I find that our organization grows and the more margin or capacity I have for more. So yeah, that's where we're at. So do you know what your like disc personality type is, Ryan? I need to do that. I had several <laughs> people ask me that and I don't know. I've never done the test. I haven't done, the, I'm bad with that stuff. I haven't done the, okay. what's the other one where like your number one through 10 or whatever. Your Enneagram. Yeah, Enneagram. Yeah. I've not done that. And I always get those questions. I've got to do one of those tests so I can give somebody a good answer on that. It makes me wonder if you're a strong I. I stands for influencer because you're so comfortable with empowering people and then like letting them go and not having that like tight control over yep. the, the everyday details. So it's just kind of interesting to see um, the strengths that different leaders lead from. So totally. that's played a really big part in you being able to scale Kidman Academy. And yeah. you guys have a conference now too. That's true. And I didn't mention that earlier, but that's another large part of our ministry. So we do a conference every fall in Nashville, Tennessee called Megacon. And the website for that is megacon2021.com. This is a gathering of kids, pastors, ministry leaders. Um, this will be our, I think our fourth Megacon. And we have over 2000 kids, pastors that come wow. together for three days. We do worship training, like aid resource providers there with booths set up to let these attendees know about what they have to offer their church and their ministries. And then we always give someone a car, which is fun, Caitlin. So we always you give away a car. We do. That's, we give away a car. That's my dream, like Oprah moment. <laughs> uh, it's so fun. Where did you guys get the idea to give away a car? As a team, in fact, it was actually Beth's idea, my wife, Beth. We were talking early on in our when we started the conference, like we really need a few purple cows that people were going to talk about that differentiate our conference from others. And so we decided we're going to run the conference by volunteers and we're not going to do it at a convention center. Those two things got our costs really down. So we're the most affordable ministry conference you can find because we don't have to hire people and we don't have to pay a lot of money for a convention center. Wow. Uh, we also decided we're going to want to do something really big that everybody talks about. Let's give something away. Should we give away a cruise? Should we give away, um, what should it be? And Beth said, let's give away a car. So every year this year, we're wow. giving away a 2021 Chevy cruise. It's at the conference. We pull it into the church auditorium. We draw a name and we have the title there and the keys and say, drive it home. It's so fun. Wow. It's a blast. Oh my goodness. Yep. It's a blast. Um, Guys, definitely Google this Megacon website because the energy at your event with these 2,000 pastors and, and kids ministry leaders is just so like to the roof dynamic and just so neat what you've created so that people can come and plug in and uh, have so, a really neat event like that that you've made so affordable so that people can get yeah. there. Well, thanks, Caitlin. I love it. And I definitely want to pick your brain because I know that running conferences, just there's so many details and so many things to think about with getting everybody together and making it something that everyone can enjoy and where you're able to accomplish the end result at the end of the, the couple of days. 
totally. It is a ton of details and it can be overwhelming if it's on one or two people. We have a team of 13, this year we have a team of 13 people, they're all kids, pastors or ministry leaders. Um, and then below them, we have a ton of volunteers, but these 13 people, we've kind of divided up the, the jobs and hey, what's it going to take to pull this thing off? Let's divide it up 12 or 13 ways. Everybody runs with it. They all have a budget. We have a monthly Zoom meeting and the conference gets pulled off and it gets pulled off well, knock on wood. Um, but yes, it's a team effort. That's so funny. I feel like if I was planning a conference, we'd be having a daily Zoom meeting. So you Oh, my word. Yeah. <laughs> probably week, week before it does turn into a daily, but yes. Yes. So we probably have a couple of people listening that either have thrown conferences for their insurance companies or planning on doing one in the future. So what is like your number one tip for throwing a really successful conference that people will come back to? Oh, man. Um, oh. That's a really good question. I think it's all about atmosphere. I think yeah. it's all about atmosphere. Um, you know, the, the, I heard a pastor a few months ago say that the difference between heaven and earth is atmosphere. And in, you know, in Genesis, God created, or he goes like even to Genesis and like build a case around this. But if you think about it, I mean, atmosphere is so huge, not just in a church, but in an office, um, in any kind of a setting, the atmosphere. So how do you how do you set the right atmosphere? I was at a conference a few months ago, great people, but just kind of like a slow, boring atmosphere. And yeah, you can, it's still good. You still like, yeah. they'll take some stuff away. And but you, you might can, yawn a little bit here and there. <laughs> that's it, but you're going to yawn. So what can you really do to bring up the atmosphere? I think people will remember that. Well, a car goes a long way. Do you guys? Um, it does. Do you guys do some things like in between sessions that help with the atmosphere? We do. There's a lot of fun stuff. So we'll do like at night, we do parking lot parties and we'll do, um, you know, we do a lot of worship, which, which helps the atmosphere. We do a lot of games. Um, we do a lot of impromptu, like pop-up parties throughout the event. Um, we really, we're funny about like, we want to have the right kind of music playing all the time. Like mm -hmm. up music. Yes. Um, our, we have our, our volunteers and our staff. We really work on like smiling and talking to people and like high fives as people are walking by. Um, so it, it's pretty easy to do, but it does take, you got to be intentional about it. You got to think through it all and you got to have buy-in from everybody that's part of your team. Like, Hey, we really want to elevate the atmosphere and you paint a picture and you make a plan and then you make it happen. I heard from someone recently that they said their favorite part about going to events. And this was a person talking about insurance conferences was they're like, you know what? Honestly, she's like, the content is always great. But my memories, what I'm thinking about are like the people I met, the conversations we totally. had, the chats in between sessions. And so I think one of the challenges to running a great event is creating an atmosphere where those organic connections are happening and those conversations and people are um, thrown into situations like what you mentioned, where they can meet new people. So like, so yeah. the parking lot party, because <laughs> I feel like that's yeah. a long way. Yeah, that's so We'll have a couple parking lot parties. We'll do uh, one the first night with like some food trucks and stuff and kind of like a, a late night networking kind of a thing. And then we're doing a new one this year uh, that we've not really told our attendees about yet because we're going to kind of surprise them with it. But we're going to do we're going to have a couple buses pulled up 
with some a stage. The the buses are kind of kind of like make a backdrop. We'll have a stage. We're going to do some live music. We're going to bring some lights in. We're going to rent some fire pits and have like marshmallows and sticks. And That's so awesome. Yeah, have some music networking. I think a lot of it when it comes to atmosphere is keep it, you know, not let doing things that people aren't expecting. So, and that might have to change from year to year for those of you that do conferences from year to year, but what can we do that's going to be unexpected? It could be as simple as a change in the schedule or a surprise guest shows up that you didn't talk about, but you, you surprise them when they get there. Like, wow, I didn't know this person was going to be here. They're taking the stage and talking. Um, it could be some kind of a, a, a giveaway, but just kind of keeping people on the edge of their seats, surprising them with the unexpected goes a long way. That sounds so fun. And um, yeah. we're planning to throw some quantum, quantum events in the future for our agents and for their staff. And so brainstorming with you on this has, is going to be fun. So well, Beth, yeah, Beth and I are into brainstorm when you're ready. So yeah. So tell us about Beth and your family and where, um, what it, what role does Beth play in these different um, projects and companies that they huge. Yeah, huge role. So Beth and I have three girls. We have a 16-year-old named Lucy. She Lucy has special needs. Um, she's our firstborn. She's a, our specially wired one. She's probably always going to live with us. She's here at camp this week with us. Um, we yeah, So we have Lucy. Uh, we have yeah. London and, and Lily. So all three girls, London's in middle school. Lily's going into second grade. Um, and Beth and I have always worked together. So even back in high school, when we went to church together, we would work together in ministries at the church. And then when we worked at the church, we worked together at the church at Kids Matter. Um, you know, we both lead kids matter. And I know that doesn't work for everybody. We've talked to people and some people are like, there is no way I could ever work with my spouse. <laughs> I hear that all the time. You hear it. <laughs> you and Justin work together and I'm empathetic for that. I know it probably doesn't work for everybody, but it works for us. We're able to work together. I think we actually do better when we work together because we complement each other's um, weaknesses and, and strengths and so on. Um, so yeah, she's definitely more creative than me. She's more of a thinker where I get an idea and I'm ready to go. And she's more like, hey, let's think about this. Have you thought about A, B, and C? Um, and so we really do complement each other well. We ebb and flow well. And um, she plays a huge role in everything. We have, um, Caitlin, um, for Lucy, this is kind of fun, but Lucy, since she was like three years old, she has loved water. So Lucy, uh, we put in a swimming pool primarily for Lucy because of very few things Lucy will do, but she'll swim for her 16th birthday. Um, you know, a lot of times you might get help your kid get a car when they turn 16. Lucy will, right. Lucy will never drive. We got her a hot tub. She loves water. She's in the water oh. all the time, carries watering cans all the time, plays in the kitchen sink at home. Loves water. Yeah. So part of our story is a couple years ago, there was this um, rundown car wash in our small little town of Indiana that uh, had been neglected. It was open, but there were weeds in the grass and wow. the car wash did a horrible job. So we bought the car wash thinking of Lucy's future that maybe she'll want, she can help as much as she loves water, um, help oh, us yeah. with the car wash. We also have in our heart a desire to um, 
to employ other kids with special needs. And so we bought this place. We put some money into fixing it up. It had a, um, I don't know if they have these out in Texas, but around, you know, especially our neighboring state, Ohio, they have them a lot drive through convenience stores where um, you, they have drive through liquor stores and drive through convenience stores. We never get out of your car. You like pull into this garage. It's like you're in the middle of a convenience store and you order what you want without ever getting right. out of your car, <laughs> bring it to you and you leave. So the guy that built this car wash like 15 years ago had built it to have a drive through convenience store. He had it open one summer had a hard time finding help, shut the garage doors, used it for storage. So we decided let's open this thing back up. It's been so fun. Caitlin, we've been able to employ not, we've been able to employ my sister. She's one of our managers. We have got a lot of kids in our church and in our community that work as well as a handful of special needs kids. We're going to employ more kids with special needs, but it's been a fun little That's thing awesome. for our community. So um, That's so neat. Yeah, some it's such a fun car wash. I love looking at the pictures online. You guys have just made it such a neat place. For a, well, thank you. For a small little community, we decided instead of it just being like a boring convenience store, it had a really small little kitchen. Let's get a nice cream machine. Let's let's do these gourmet sodas. Have you ever had a gourmet soda? Oh, they're so just the best. Oh my gosh. They're the best. So you take like a fountain drink. And you mix different syrups and like half and half cream with it and stuff. Totally not good for you, but totally. <laughs> um, so yeah. And Lucy is the, at first wasn't real excited about it because she, whatever. But now this summer, she's wanting to be in there all the time. And we're letting her go in there a few hours at a time and work. And That's amazing. It's been super, super fun. Yeah. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merge? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, recruiting, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. Wow. That is so cool. And then just the vision that you guys had to turn that, that place that was really getting run down into something that's part of Lucy's future now too. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And you guys have figured out a way to motivate people to keep their cars clean. With we have, right? Seriously. Get your car washed, pull through <laughs> for a cup of coffee or gourmet soda. Yep. It's been fun. That's so awesome. 
So, um, so that brings us to today. How on earth did you think that you would have time to start an insurance agency? Because it's not like you're sitting around like um, golfing all day, every day or something. Well, that's true. You're not bored, right? I'm not bored. I like to stay busy, but I also, um, you know, I really do. I'm passionate about, we talked about this earlier, about building teams. I'm not saying I'm great at it and that I do it right. But Beth and I are passionate about building teams and empowering teams. And so I have capacity for something else. I'm in my mid-40s starting to get old. I'm not getting old, but I, I am in my mid forties. And Beth and I have been talking over like the last year about, is there, do we have room for one more thing? And we both agreed that we do. Um, we have a home in Florida. We really have an interest in, we've always been our, we also have a home in Indiana, which is where our primary residence has been. We've always wanted to do something the last few years in Florida. We have capacity for something else. We, we love people. We're entrepreneurial. Um, we want to, and I've always, Caitlin, I've always admired people like, I'm thinking of pastors like Joel Osteen or Rick Warren, that they've made so much money or they make enough money outside of the church that they are able to do their ministry without charging their church. They don't take any kind of a, a paycheck from their church. So, um, I've always admired people that do that. So I've always wanted to create these revenue streams that allow us to do our ministry, you know, for free without having to take money from these ministries to be able to put back into the ministry. And yeah, to make a really long story short, I called Justin one day because I was driving through our small town here in Indiana. And I noticed another Allstate agency had closed its doors and I called Justin. Um, and I said, Justin, I'm just wondering, I've got this big office us. Maybe I need to open an Allstate agency. And I don't know if anybody is selling Allstate here in Marion. And I'd forgotten that he wasn't with, with Allstate anymore, but he had this new thing called Quantum going. Right. And he said, Ryan, I need to tell you what we're doing with Quantum and we really need to get together. And so we ended up talking and one thing led to another. And I started getting excited about Quantum Assurance and about the idea of creating an insurance agency in partnership with Quantum. Um, it has been, and, and we decided a few months ago, let's do this. Let's do it. We're all in. Oh my word, has it been a learning curve, Caitlin? I mean, <laughs> Justin, Justin never said anything to me about a 200 hour class and a test. Well, that's because you're and, in Florida. You're, you're our guinea pig for Florida, right? Oh, oh my word. <laughs> Yeah, and then they, so then they tell me Florida is one of the most difficult states. Oh, wow. So, yeah, on top of already being a little <laughs> overwhelmed by learning a whole new uh, industry that I really have obviously never sold in, but didn't know a whole lot about, then I decide let's open an agency in Florida, one of the most difficult states. I did pass a test. Thanks Congratulations. Just literally... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And just a few days ago, Florida runs slow, but a few days ago, I did get my license for Florida. So now we're working on a few other states that we want to sell in, but we keep getting closer and closer. Okay. When I think we're just perhaps a month or two away from getting this thing off the ground, we're pumped. Oh my gosh. That's so excited. And your runway to launch has been, you know, a really great time of just like getting oriented, getting your bearings, learning insurance. And so we're super excited to have you on the team and 
I admire your courage, like launching into Florida. I think there's going to be a lot of, um, there's always challenges starting a new insurance agency, but Florida has a lot of advantages as well. And so it'll be really neat to work alongside you guys with that. Well, thanks. Because trust, I've had plenty of people. So one thing that I've been really, really intentional about over these last few months is growing my network with other insurance agency owners. Mm -hmm. And Caitlin, I would say a majority of them, when I tell them we're doing something in Florida, they are quick to tell me the reason not to do something in Florida, right? And so I could very easily be like, ah, dang, you know, be discouraged. It actually, for me, is a little bit of fuel. Like, I love a challenge. And so when I have guys or girls tell me like, ah, Florida, good luck. um, To me, that's (laughs) like a challenge. Like, okay, yeah, I'm sure it is challenging. But um, I think there's going to be a ton of upside and I'm up for a challenge. And I, I'm pumped. And by the way, y'all have been great. Big shout out to like Marcy on your team. Marcy has been a huge help to me. Um, Caitlin, you've been a huge help. Jeff, Justin, Fernando, so many people on your team that have been a huge help to me so far in the journey. So you are doing a great job. Thank you. Thanks for the positive feedback. I mean, that's what we're here for. And um, I have to give kudos to the quantum team because they, they do just want to help agents. Um, be able to figure it out, get it, you know, just that, that learning curve that you have. Um, so many of us had to just figure it out over a long period of time. And we want to shorten the learning curve for you. We can't make it easier. Yes. Insurance and starting a new business and being an entrepreneur is always going to be full of blood, sweat, and tears, but we can take some of the totally. mystery out of it. And totally. um, Marcy has such a strong background. She was a field sales leader and she, she knows um, the business model and Fernando has helped launch so many successful agencies. And so, um, and the people that you have behind you, Nicole's had successful agencies on totally. the side and the independent side. And so um, we're right there with you to help you when, um, as you're testing the waters. And I can't wait for the team building part of this, because I know you've built teams in the past and mm-hmm. to put together a team when the time comes, it's going to be so fun. Well, you and you and Justin and Jeff, your entire team, y'all really deserve a shout out because I'm I'm constantly amazed at um, the level of leaders y'all are attracting. And I know great leaders attract great leaders. And um, y'all, I mean, I believe there is a bright, bright future for Quantum Assurance and its partner agents. And, and I'm pumped to be a part of it kind of on in some of these early stages, it's going to be great. That's so awesome. Yeah. We're excited to have yeah. you board, Ryan. And so, um, so tell us about some of the things that you've been doing to, you know, network with other agents and get to know the industry during this time that you've been working totally. on an exam behind you. Yep. The exam's behind me. So spent a lot of time studying that was good. I did learn a lot. Um, I had been, so I spent, I've spent a ton of time, I bet if you're an intra, I bet if you're an independent agent out there and you have a website, I probably have hit your website because <laughs> I have Googled and I bet I've looked at 1,200 different websites wow. primarily. I don't know if it's 1,200, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is because I'll just, if I'm, if we're sitting down at night watching TV or watching something, I'll get my phone and I'll just start Googling. I'll pick a city that comes to my mind in the country and I'll just type in like um, Carrollton, Georgia independent insurance. Wow. And I just want to look at people's websites to see um, what, what are they doing? What's their approach? So I'm trying to study, trying to do the same thing 
with social. So I spend a lot of time just online seeing what other people are doing, um, trying to grow my network and trying to make new friends on Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, you and Justin were so kind to invite me out to Orange County, California, uh, five or six weeks ago. To that was so fun. Daniel Song. Oh, shout so out to Daniel. <laughs> yeah, sh- big shout out to Daniel, who has Daniel and 6.8 6. followers on TikTok or something <laughs> like that. Um, but man, if he get, if you're if you're in, in in the independent insurance world and you don't know who Daniel Song is, you got to connect with him on online because he gets branding and customer service and just excellence. I mean, I think Daniel Song, I think excellence. So I've been texting with him. I've got a trip planned. Um, Caitlin back in August, I'm flying back out there to spend a day with him because I was really intrigued with um, how he has automated things. And mm-hmm. Well, and uh, he's used Infusionsoft in the past and you've used Infusionsoft. He has. Yeah. One of the things that you guys had in common that you started talking yeah. about right away. Totally. And so another, another, I met um, through, I think it was through LinkedIn or maybe it's through a quantum Facebook group, but um, Adam Dixon. So yes. I've been working with Adam Dixon some, Adam, the next time I get your way, we need to, we need to spend a day together. Adam reached out to me last week. It's going to be an hour from you. What do you think about if I drive up to your place and let's spend an hour or two together? That was, such, that was such a good time. So I've been trying to meet with folks face to face, even like insurance agents in my own community, trying to buy their lunch and just pick their brain a little bit, mm-hmm. growing my, growing my network on Facebook and LinkedIn. That's been huge. It's been huge. And I, I, I told you this last week, Caitlin. It's amazing. And I know I'm young at this, but whenever I talk to somebody, I get a new idea or like, well, I never thought about going at it that way before. I think one of the worst mistakes any of us can make in any industry, whether you work in the ministry or in the marketplace, the secular, or the sacred, is when you think you've got it figured out and um, you think you've got this, I don't need to, to be growing my network or learning you're in trouble. Um, the best leaders are growing leaders. And the best way to grow is by spending some time with people and growing your network with people. So that's been huge for me. Um, yeah. And now we're kind of, we're starting to get deep into um, business planning. So, Hey, what's yes. this look like? What do we want to do the first six mm-hmm. months, 12 months, 24 months, knowing that I'm sure it'll be fluid along the way, but kind of want to paint a picture of what we want to do and what that time frame is going to look like as we try to build out a significant agency down in Florida. Man, that's so exciting. And um, thanks to Daniel Song and Adam Dixon for, you know, um, brainstorming, meeting up. And it's just always so fun for me to have those roundtables and yes. a little bit of time away from, you know, the email or the to-do list and be able to just chat with other agents about what's working and what's not working. And uh, yeah. If anybody wants to have a roundtable next, let us know. Send me a DM. Let me know where you're at. We can set up a roundtable because those are always so fun. Good call. Yeah. So that's that's really neat. So you're you're not far away from launch, Ryan. You and I were chatting the other day um, about processes. And I know you have to have done something right because you figured out scale before at Kidman Academy and your conference and you figured out scale it at Lucy's car wash and scaling a car wash isn't easy. And I think there's yep. it, probably 
Um, not a lot of margin for error with a car wash model. So it's not the first time that you've chosen a challenging business model. Um, yeah. Share with us some of your driving principles and how you've been able to figure it out. Well, I listened to your podcast um, the other day on processes and it, it was so good. It was a good reminder to me um, the importance of process because here's the thing. Everybody wants their company to grow and everybody wants their company to grow fast. Um, but we don't always want to put the work into what it's going to take to grow that company, which is putting the right processes in place, um, putting, giving attention to your systems, putting attention into your structure, which is your people. Now this I've learned the importance of this, but Caitlin, it's not something I necessarily enjoy. So I, there are two things I hate more than anything. The dentist chair, I hate going to the dentist. I'm a nervous <laughs> Nelly whenever I'm at the dentist. I don't know what. And then really like documenting systems, putting systems in place. I don't enjoy it. It doesn't come easy for me. I'm more of just like a doer. Let's move forward. Right. Um, so, so what's me is to understand the importance of good systems and then surround myself with people that can help me um, build these systems and document them and make them happen. And then I really like get behind it and like, yeah, this is really important. I'm in, let's do this. Um, there's a, a great book called um, Bigger, Faster Leadership by Sam Chand, C-H-A-N-D, uh, Sam Chand. And he talks about this very thing where he went and visited the Panama Canal and was amazed at what happens at the Panama Canal and how many, how much of the world's economy depends on what happens at the Panama Canal and how quick are they moving these giant vessels out of this canal. And he talks about the importance of systems and structures. And um, he goes as far as to say that your, the size and speed of your company is directly impacted by its systems and structures. And so if you don't have good systems in place, if you, if you um, aren't, if let's talk, and when it comes to structure your people, if you aren't empowering your people and really letting them go, then it's going to greatly impact and slow down the size of your growth. You've got to focus on those things, your people, your processes, the product. Um, and that's a challenge for a lot of us, their leaders, because we, we just are moving ahead and a lot of us are relational and we're visionary and we like to chase shiny objects and uh, we are always excited about what's next. And if we don't, if we're not careful, we'll keep pushing forward in all those areas at the expense of our growth and the things that are really important to us. I think it's so encouraging hearing it from you, Ryan, because you said that as the idea person, the visionary, that it's really hard to like, have to think in those terms and really even having to bring other people around you so that it can happen. And yes, right. I think it's really painful getting processes and systems in place. It takes time. You have to slow down. You have to stop. You have to time lock it into the calendar. You have to get the right people around it. You have to have meetings around it. And that can yeah. feel like the brakes are coming to a screeching halt <laughs> because you want to totally. charge ahead. 
to the next thing. And you could, like we could literally just speed ahead. But if we do, we will always hit a plateau because our people will have never had the system or the platform there that they can step onto, that they can leverage to like get to where they need to be. And so we'll never replicate ourselves. We'll always just be like moving on thing and accomplishing that. And the person behind us is still trying to catch up. And so ultimately it just slows down the whole vehicle. Um, So it's, it's painful. I get it. Easy to take the time and just having to, it's a, it's a hard pill to swallow when you have so much on the plate to think about, okay, it's probably going to take me this many weeks to get this just one process, in, you know, fully submitted. And so, um, so that was kind of the, the heart behind that podcast was let's take a deep breath and just remind ourselves how important it is and figure out a way that we can prioritize the next step in our processes right now. So totally. thanks for the shout out on that, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. a good reminder because we can't scale if we don't have those systems ready to go. You can't. And if you want, if you're a leader and you, you wish you had margin for something else. So maybe I wish I had more time with my family. It might be, I wish I had time to really put into this agency to grow it. I wish I had time to launch this. That'll ne- you'll never grow your capacity or your margin for more until you've really structured what God's given you already. So you've got to, you know, I, I tell pastors all the time that you've got to, gr- you've got to run your ministry as if it was twice its size. Um, and if you'll run your ministry as if it was twice its size, then you're going to have the capacity for what's next and you're going to be ready for what's next. And when, when God's ready to pour a blessing upon you with growth, you'll be ready for it. But let's say God's looking down from heaven and he's ready to bless somebody with some growth in their business or their ministry. If you're not ready for it and you can't hardly keep your head above water, he's going to pass that blessing on to somebody else. So um, do when you're, if you'll do when you're small, what you would be forced to do, if you were big, you'll get big. You've, but you've got to think that way and you've got to, you've got to, constantly be thinking like, okay, I've got to focus on systems, focus on people. I've got to grow my capacity. Um, it really is a linchpin for growth. Oh my gosh. And it's so much easier said than done, but that's the, the reason for this podcast agents is we just want to keep getting great content in front of you um, and great guests that have been in your shoes so that we can just keep that entrepreneurial spirit inside of you just sparked, keep your imagination going, but just that extra push, that extra encouragement to do the hard things that, um, that we know we have to do to get where we want to go. And so we're all, we're all in this together, you know, building businesses and, you know, we have these big dreams and we can get there if we keep reminding ourselves, um, in each other about, um, the important things and how to, uh, how to prioritize, that the things like this, the people, the processes that'll help us get there. So, yep. uh, so thank you, Ryan, for sharing. And I, I just love those quotes. I, I was definitely taking notes and some highlights for me were what you said about like structure what God's given you already and yeah. run your organization as if it's already twice its size. And that's a huge, um, that's a huge thought provoking statement for me. Something that I definitely have to think about within my own, my own department. At so thanks for sharing. Oh yeah, for sure. So Ryan, um, I 
didn't, I barely mentioned that you started a YouTube series. It's called Becoming Mr. Insurance. And you're documenting what this journey is like. I am. So we talked about this. If you remember early on, I, I texted yes. you and I said, hey, what do you, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And I've decided to do it. So I've got a podcast and a YouTube channel called Becoming Mr. Insurance. And if nothing else, I'm hoping that one day I'll go back and be able to enjoy seeing this. I pretty much started back on day one, and I've just kind of been documenting the journey. It's nothing super special, but I'm hoping that it will help some other people down the road that are thinking about getting into insurance. So I'm documenting the journey here. This is what I'm doing right now. This is what I'm working on. Also sharing some um, leadership ideas and just some thought-provoking things along the way. But yeah, it's called Becoming Mr. Insurance. You can find it on YouTube or podcasts. There's links to it on my website. That's so awesome. And there's people joining the insurance industry every day and people that were producers and agencies that are opening their agencies for the first time and people joining from real estate and mortgage and different industries. So I think that they're going to love watching the experience from your perspective and that that's going to, you know, be a, a motivator for a lot of people. And like you said, it's going to be a really neat thing for your whole family to look back on. I think so too. Well, back when dad opened his first insurance agency. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Thank so, you. Thanks for mentioning that, Caitlin. Congratulations. And thank thanks for chatting. I know you have um, camp today. So so what's on the camp agenda for the rest of the day? Hey, you know what? We are gonna go, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to go out to the lake next because Lucy, our 16-year-old I talked to you about, she, Beth, is, Beth has her out at the lake. They've got a couple cool water slides that go down to the lake. So she was wanting to water slide. So I'm going to go out there and see her water slide. Then it's time for dinner. Then it's time for chapel. I'm teaching this week on a great superhero of the Bible that she never wore a cape, but she wore a crown. I'm teaching on Esther this week. I love the story of Esther in the Bible. So timely for such a time time as this. Yep. An orphan turned queen that not only saved her I mean, her immediate family that saved her entire people. It's a really inspiring story. And I've loved sharing it with the kids this week. So, yeah, that's what's on the agenda for the rest of the day. It's going to be great. Woo. Wow. Well, tell Beth I said hello. I hope you guys have so fun with your girls and the campers. I love that story of Esther. It's so perfect for this 2020-2021 challenge that everybody's going through. So I hope that that goes just awesome. And thanks for sharing with us the story of how on earth a pastor goes yep. children's ministry to opening up an insurance agency. And I think it just makes so much sense after hearing about um, your passion for team building and bringing people together and really um, having methods for like bringing out the best in people so that um, we can accomplish great things together. Well, thank you, Caitlin. Thanks for having me. Um, y'all keep up the great work. Thanks for the podcast. I love every episode. You're doing a great job. Thank you so much for the positive feedback. I love that, um, that you're liking the content. And so appreciate that, um, encouragement, um, agents, thank you for listening. And, um, a highlight from today's episode, the size, and, the size and speed of your company is directly impacted by your systems and your structures. And so I'm looking forward to chatting with Ryan again in the future. I hope everyone has an awesome day. Thanks for tuning in.